Welcome to Truth Unbound. I'm Walter Swaim, and this is shocking and sad. Here it is from the Christian Post. A study by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, which is headed up by George Barna, you'll remember who he is more than likely, has found that only 37% of Christian pastors in the United States have a biblical worldview. This makes for huge problems in Christianity and in the work of the gospel and in making disciples of Jesus. Well, God's truth definitely speaks to this, and we're going to jump onto this right now. Hey, just before we jump into it right now, I just want to remind you that um, we are so grateful for your participation in Truth Unbound. Uh, Our subscribers have grown, the number of views have grown. And uh, I'm just so glad to God, glorify God for that. And I thank you for doing that. It's because of you watching and it's because of you uh, spreading the word about Truth Unbound. So if you could do this, if you would click on like and then hit all notifications if you're on YouTube and then uh, continue to follow this, share this podcast and all the others uh, on Under Truth Unbound. And then also feel free to comment and reply and just get the word out so that others are included and so that you get, you and they, get the latest of what comes out on the podcast. All right. Well, let's do, as we, let's do as we said, and let's go into this right now. This is so, so important. Here it is. Okay, so according to this article about this annual study, was, it was recently released and it has set off major alarm bells. This is how it reads. The nationwide study of about a thousand Christian pastors found that just slightly more than a third, 37% of the U.S. pastors hold a biblical worldview. The majority, 62%, possess a hybrid worldview known as syncretism. The study released Thursday showed that 41% of senior pastors, as compared to 28% of associate pastors, have a biblical worldview. Further, only 13% of teaching pastors and 12% of children's and youth pastors have a biblical worldview. The research included 54 worldview-related questions, and it found that only 47% of the pastors have a biblical worldview regarding family and the value of life, 44% concerning issues related to God, creation, and history, 43% in relation to personal faith practices, only 43% when it comes to matters of sin, salvation, and one's relationship with God, 40% pertaining to human character and human nature, and only 40% when it comes to measures of lifestyle, personal behavior, and relationships. The study, however, however, noted that not having a biblical worldview doesn't mean adherence to a competing worldview, such as secular humanism or Marxism. In fact, less than 1% of pastors embody a worldview other than biblical theism, i.e. the biblical worldview, researchers said. Instead, Their prevailing worldview is best described as syncretism, the blending of ideas and applications from a variety of holistic worldviews into a unique but inconsistent combination that represents their personal preferences. 
more than six out of 10 pastors, 62%, have a predominantly syncretistic worldview. Wow and wow. So we, before we get into the nitty-gritty details, let's understand what we mean by worldview and a Christian or biblical worldview. A worldview, and I'm not trying to be funny here, is quite literally your view of the world. In other words, it's what you believe as to why and how things happen in the world, uh, the way they do, and, and then also what to do about them. Now, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we are to see the world through the eyes and very distinct values of God as presented in his word, especially demonstrated in the life of Jesus, God's son. The Things uh, such as the sinful world and people without Christ within see the world and what to do about it all in a dramatically opposite way than God does. There's the Christian worldview, a biblical worldview of God, and then there is the secular worldview. There's, it's either one or the other. Now, the problem this study reveals is that those who shepherd the local churches and feed the flock, so to say, are not thinking and leading others to think in the worldview God gives the believer in his word. Now, this is beyond alarming. And it must be radically responded to by all disciple-makers, true disciple-makers of Jesus who remain faithful to the biblical worldview, especially on things such as family and sex, relationships, the value of life, sin, salvation, lifestyle, and behavior, and so much more. Now, let me remind you of the stats one more time from their study. Not only just 41% of senior pastors have a biblical worldview, but way less, 13% of teaching pastors and only 12% of children's and youth pastors have a biblical worldview. What's going on? And what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that in every category of church leader, there should only be 100% reporting that they do have a biblical worldview. This reveals a wholesale failure on the part of seminaries, churches, Christian schools, Sunday schools, and parachurch organizations in making solid disciples of Jesus Christ who will make disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, one major reason for this is what sociologists Christian Smith and Melinda Lundquist Denton revealed uh, back uh, in 2000, their 2005 book based on their research. Um, it was called Soul Searching, The Religious and Spiritual Lives of American Teenagers. Now those teenagers are the adults leading the uh, disciple-making, so to say, and the shepherding, the pastoring of today. Now their national research showed back then that for years already before then, many Christian millennials were being taught what they call moralistic therapeutic deism. and They taught in the churches they grew up in. In other words, instead of a biblical Christ-centered and biblically-centered worldview, the vast majority of millennials who are now, again, as I said before, these pastoral leaders of today were taught these basic things. Here you go. You ready? Number one, a God exists who created and orders the world and watches over human life on earth. Number two, God wants people to be good, nice, and fair to each other as taught in the Bible and by most world religions. Number three, 
The central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about oneself. Number four, God does not need to be particularly involved in one's life except when God is needed to resolve a problem. Number five, good people go to heaven when they die. So this is now what the mindset is of the majority of those who lead churches and ministries and are influencing the next generation, supposedly, in Christ. No wonder the church declines in numbers of newly saved and baptized believers. No wonder there are fewer going into ministry. No wonder fewer people even care about going to church or reaching others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, the world and its religions teach these things through, uh, through, their, through the religions of the world, and so Jesus and the gospel isn't necessary, isn't distinct. Secular moralism, confusion on issues of sexuality and gender, woke theology, and deconstructionism, uh, which is the tearing apart of biblical belief, are all what is being taught while sounding Christian-like, wrapped in selected Bible verses. Now, add to this, here's some other recent news that came out about the same time as this, and here's what it says. Parents of preteens, children younger than 13, are in a state of spiritual dis distress. As American adherence to biblical Christianity fades even in churches, and a tragic crash is coming as a result of the situation, according to new data from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University and the American World Inventory 2022. Okay, so this is all now, for real. I quote, While the warning signs are identifiable and unmistakable, it appears that parents, as well as their support system, i.e. churches, extended family, and parachurch ministries, are too distracted or disinterested to acknowledge and address the parenting crisis. It seems that a tragic crash is in store, said George Barna, director of research at the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian, in a release earlier this month. He continues, and I quote, Yet parents are not devoted to biblical worldview development in their children, partly because they do not possess a biblical worldview to pass on to their progeny. The CRC research reveals that a paltry 2% of the parents of preteens, children in the worldview development window, has a biblical worldview, end quote. Now, a big reason for the lack of a biblical worldview uh, in parents today is also the same syncretism that the pastors are having. This ideology is described as the worldview that merges otherwise incompatible philosophies of life into a made-to-order worldview that incorporates enough biblical elements to be minimally Christian in nature. End quote again. Under the sway of syncretism, according to Barna, the American church has failed to contend earnestly for the Christian faith. He says the American church has lowered the entry bar so much that it is difficult to identify any beliefs that disqualify one from claiming to be Christian. The parents of children under the age of 13 are a stellar example of this Christian nominalism 
that is widely accepted as spiritually normal and healthy, he said. Oh, man. So what do we do about these two major problems in the church and the home, and if even supposedly Christian homes? Well, first of all, we need to return and remain faithful to the simple, sound teaching of Scripture, interpreting what God plainly says and not what I feel God should be saying or I think he's saying. Not according to post-truth thinking, but thinking renewed by the Spirit of God. We also need to live lives that are real, humble, and live according to the worldview God gives us and we say we espouse. We also need to live righteously and stand for God's righteousness, and we need to actively be engaging others with the true gospel message is given to us by God, which is only the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that to be saved from your sin is through believing in him and the gospel message alone. We also need to be get, getting back to pleasing God and not man's feelings or politics. Now, there may be disagreement on really minor issues, but the, in the areas of theology, the Bible, Jesus, the church, sexuality and gender, relationships and marriage, abortion, lifestyle, morality, there is only one general godly biblical worldview that all believers should be coming to understand and know because it's the same God and the same understanding of God's word that he gives to all of us. Now, what are some of the most basic principles of this biblical worldview? Well, first of all, that the one way to forgiveness of sin and eternal life is through Jesus Christ alone and in believing in him alone by faith alone. Another basic fundamental belief is that there are absolute, unchanging, moral, objective truths that God gives us to obey and live by. Also, that the truth of God is Jesus himself and his written word, which is without mistake and inspired by God alone. Also, that the purpose of life is to glorify God, and it's not about me glorifying me. Also, that life is given by God, and we are all made equally in his image, and our value as human, as human beings is derived from that. Also, that God created the world, mankind, and all that there is in six literal days, and not by evolutionary processes. Also, that mankind sinned and is separated from God for eternity unless one believes in Christ by faith. Now, there's way more than this, but these are some of the most fundamental truths of a biblical worldview. God also gives warnings to us as believers when it comes to trying to change or change his worldview and also instructions in protecting his worldview. In Revelation 22, it says, for I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Paul also said in Galatians chapter 1, we quote this often on Truth Unbound. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Jesus of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you 
and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul said, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Another verse we quote often here, Jude 3, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. 2 Timothy chapter 2, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. Then in 2 Timothy 3, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So let's be faithful to God's Word and to His worldview, the present and future of believers, the church, and the gospel, especially among our youth, depends on it. Anything less than faithfully representing God's Word is unacceptable, and we must make sure we speak the truth in love always. And this will require correcting those who drift away from this while professing Jesus at the same time. This will also require a firmness to disallow any attempts at changing the unchanging fundamental truths of God that make up that worldview that he gives us. So let's be a part of being the 100% who honor and glorify God and his truth with our minds, our words, and our lives. Hey, thank you again for following Truth Unbound. I hope this has helped you, and I encourage you to share the podcast with others and to receive more of the latest from the podcast. Remember to click on like, all notifications, and then comment as well. And my friend, if you've not given your life to Christ, would you turn from your sin today? And Jesus said to simply ask for him to save you, to forgive you, and to believe in him by faith that he died and rose again for you. And so... Let us know if you've made that choice for Jesus today. And let us help you in the next steps. And lastly, believers, remember this. Follow Jesus. For when you follow Jesus, you'll always follow the truth.